Hey friend, you are listening to Real Talk with Rachel, and I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. I am a therapist on a mission to bridge the gap between faith and therapy. Tune in on Mondays for short talk therapy episodes, always 15 minutes or less. And on Wednesdays, we sprinkle in guest interviews with people I feel can equip your mental, emotional, relational, physical, or spiritual health. These episodes are meant to be educational, not a replacement for your therapist. Stick around until the end of the show for a short segment where I share counselor-proof strategies to take this Real Talk episode and make it relevant in your everyday life through simple action steps. Well, today's episode equips your mental and emotional health as we learn about breath as prayer with Jennifer Tucker. She is an illustrator and graphic designer. Jennifer creates graphics and art for Ann Voskamp and works for various clients like Dayspring, HarperCollins, and her art and work reflect her journey towards health and healing. And she creates art to remind her soul that God is with us, that we are loved and held and never alone. She lives in central Georgia with her husband, Mark, and their daughters, Emma and Lily. Jennifer is a devoted follower of Jesus and an advocate for mental health. Now, this was my first time meeting Jennifer, and I'm already a big fan. You're going to love how calming her presence is. So please help me welcome her to the show. Well, hello, Jennifer. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you. I have your book in front of me. It's beautiful, and I can't wait to talk about it. But before we do, I do like to ask all my guests what's something fun, random, whatever about you that we would not have just read on your professional bio. Well, I don't think a whole lot of people know that I did not have an average childhood. My dad was in the Air Force, and so I was a military kid, and we moved around a lot. I went to three different elementary schools, two different middle schools, three different high schools all around the world. So moving and change was just part of my life. But now I've lived in Georgia over 20 years. So now I guess that's my home. But, you know, so growing up, though, all over the place. So. That is a fun fact. What was your favorite place that you lived? Mm. Oh, I don't know. See, I was a kid. And so I don't think I appreciated where I was when I was there. I loved the mountains in Colorado. We lived there for um, a while and we lived in Florida and I loved the beach. And then we lived in Italy while I was in high school, but it was a rough season for me um, living there rather than visiting. I always told my husband, I said, I'd love to go back. I think I'd appreciate, <laughs> appreciate it more that we were, we were in Europe and Italy and, you know, but yeah, so there were some fun places though. There was good about all of it. Mm-hmm. I can relate to what you mean about not appreciating. I only moved once as a kid. So, you know, big shocker. But <laughs> uh, I was in eighth grade and we moved to Florida. We actually lived right on the beach and I was super depressed the whole time. And in hindsight, I'm like, I was living on the beach. You know, I, know. I didn't appreciate it at all. But, you know, I know. when you're we going through something. We were at the base something. of the Alps. We were up in northern Italy, right at the base of the Alps. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. But, yeah, I mean, I, I moved right after ninth grade. I was there 10th and 11th grade. And I just, I didn't have any friends. And we were pretty isolated out in a rural city away from the base even. So it was just a weird experience. I didn't speak the language. It was just so I didn't appreciate it. I don't think as much as yeah. <laughs> I could have if, um, you know, I wasn't so like, just like, ah, oh, 
living it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can I can relate for sure. Okay, so this book is your first book, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, and we were chatting before we hit record about that you kind of like me didn't see yourself necessarily becoming a writer. Yeah. No. Yeah. This was never in my plans. In fact, all all growing up, I was going to be a teacher, elementary school teacher. That was my goal. And I did. I taught school for four years till I had my girls. And um, it's just interesting how God has kind of (laughs) led this path and give like put things almost in front of me, just open doors that I didn't even think that were an option to me. Um, Like with illustration and graphic design and now writing a book, you know, it's like, well, that wasn't in my plans, but it's kind of cool. God, thanks for opening a door to a dream. I never even knew that yeah. I had. So those are the most fun doors ever because mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, whoa, I could never have opened that door for myself. Yeah, like, I just, yeah. I love it. I actually have this little keychain that sits on my corkboard. I can read it right now. It says, if it doesn't open, it's not your door. And that's just always been a great reminder for me because I've for years have prayed the prayer, Lord, open doors only you can open, close the doors that need to close. But then sometimes I think we, you know, or at least I do throw a little fit whenever I'm like, but I thought that one door was going to open and it didn't, you know, yeah, then I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, but I pray that prayer. So I have to trust that if it didn't open, mm-hmm. it wasn't my door. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm glad God opened this door for you. Did you do the illustrations in the book? I did. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So talented. Okay, y'all, you obviously at the end here, we're going to tell you all the places you can get the book, but it's a gorgeous book. It's a gorgeous resource. You know, as a counselor, this is a resource I recommend. And we did a whole series on coping skills in October. So we're definitely going to be diving into this. But before we dive into the the title of the book is Breath is Prayer. And then the subtitle is Calm Your Anxiety, Focus Your Mind, and Renew Your Soul. Before we dive into Breath is Prayer and talking about that, Let's talk about how did you, how did this book come about for you of just you discovering this? Yeah, well, I learned about breath prayer a couple of years ago as I was researching just breathing exercises, ways to manage anxiety. About four years ago, my youngest daughter, who was 13 at the time, was diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder, and she was having severe panic attacks, and we were working with therapists and doctors and psychiatrists to try to help her walk through that and and learn how to manage this um, condition. In that process, I I, I had to get very real and rec- and honest about my own anxiety struggles. For a long time, I felt a lot of shame surrounding it. I denied it, ignored it, pushed it aside, you know, didn't identify it for what it really was. My, I was more high-functioning anxiety, so mine masked as perfectionism, overworking, people-pleasing, the need for control over everything in my life. So as we walked through with her the journey toward managing anxiety, I recognized, gosh, I seriously struggle with anxiety too. And so in getting honest with myself about that and trying to learn more healthy ways to manage anxiety, I was just researching absolutely everything. And I just stumbled upon breath prayer as I was looking up just different things. I had never heard of it before. It's a long tradition. Like it's been around for centuries. It's nothing new. I didn't come up with the concept by any means, but I thought it was so neat because it married the idea of these deep breaths and breathing, which 
we've been told and learned help so much physically calm symptoms of anxiety. And then marrying that with prayer, which connects our heart to God. And I just thought it was such a neat thing. And so I wrote, I even wrote a little tiny blog post about it. And I I wrote a few of them down and memorized them. And I thought, oh, this is great. But I didn't use them consistently until last year. Last year, last February, my daughter was admitted to the hospital. Um, she was just really sick with lots of different health conditions. And so, um, and she was there for weeks. Like it was a long time. And I was very overwhelmed, um, uncertain of what the days ahead would hold, how the weeks would unfold, how to walk this path. This is something we had never been through before. And um, it was in the middle of COVID still. So there were restrictions. My husband couldn't be there with me. There was only one person allowed in the room at a time with her. And so I felt really isolated, really alone. And when she was admitted that night, I was just, I didn't have any words to pray. I, I felt so consumed by my anxiety and fear. But at that moment, God brought to my mind, one of the breath prayers that I had learned months before and it's the only thing I could think of and it's from Psalm 23 the Lord is my shepherd I have all that I need and all I could think to do is okay I need to just breathe and pray and so I inhaled the Lord is my shepherd and I exhaled I have all that I need and I just kept doing that over and over slowing my breath and I could feel because my anxiety was at an all-time high I mean my, my heart was racing I could catch my breath I was shaking I was crying like I just, because I was so overwhelmed with just the unknown of what we were facing. And so I just kept breathing and praying and God gave me such a peace and I was able to fall asleep that night. Now, the next day, my anxiety up again as doctors come in and things are happening. And so over through the course of those weeks, though, I would intentionally slow down and just breathe and pray. And I would walk the halls, circle those halls, breathing and praying, breathing and praying breath prayers. And they really became my lifeline. I really had struggled with finding other words to pray. What do I even say? I just, I couldn't, because I was just so overwhelmed, but breath prayers gave me words to pray and connected me to God in those times. And so, and it was in the middle of all of that, like right smack in the middle, the second week that we were there, I was sitting beside her in the hospital room, checking my emails. And I had an email from editor saying, Hey, we, We read your blog post, that random little blog post I wrote about breath prayer, and we think this would make a great book. Would you be willing to write about it? And at the time, I'm like, I'm sitting in the hospital (laughs) beside my daughter who's very sick, and I don't know how long we're going to be here or what the weeks ahead are going to be. And I don't write. I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. I, I'm i behind the scenes. I do illustrations and graphic design. Like, that's my thing. And so I did not think I could do it. But at the same time, I couldn't shake that God was saying, I'm giving this to you because you're going to need this through the next few months. And so I said, yes, a shaky yes. A, I don't think I can do this. Yes. And I started just writing breath prayers and studying God's word. And it helped me through those next few months that were probably the hardest, darkest months that I've ever faced. It gave me a lifeline. It gave me the right thing to focus on through all that anxiety. 
it just kept me connected to God and kept my anxiety, helped me manage that. So I didn't spiral out of control because I was spiraling and going to worst case scenarios and, you know, catastrophic, you know, things. And so this, it helped me focus. And really, so this book was really to me, God's gift to me to help me through those months. And so I, it's looking at now this side of it, it's out there in the world and I'm like, Oh, it's, um, kind of overwhelming, but it's also neat because I'm like, it's amazing how God can take something that was so, so hard in a season that was so difficult and bring something beautiful and good out of it and hopefully help someone else. Cause, and that's the only thing it's like, these breath prayers helped me. This was a tool that really has made an impact on my life. I still pray them daily. It has made a significant difference in helping me manage my anxiety and strengthening my faith at the same time. And so if they can help someone else too, I think that's awesome. And so, and that's my only hope for this is that, hey, maybe it'll help and encourage you too, so. Oh, Jennifer, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like on so many levels, I know we just met. So you're like, but I did. I just feel like the Lord wanted me to just say that to you. Like, I'm proud of you, but really he's proud of you. And just that you were going through one of, like you said, that one of the darkest, hardest seasons and you looked up. You know, you said, Lord, what do I do with this? You know, how, help me walk through this. And I really love my training is in marriage and family therapy. And I love, so I love to look at family systems. And I love that, you know, when your daughter started walking through this, we we never put the blame on anybody like, oh, it's mm-hmm. mom's fault that somebody, you know, like, no, that's wrong. That's, right, that's right. not a family system. A system is something that we look at as a whole, you know, like as a unit. And so mm-hmm. I love that you looked at yourself, you know, you said, okay, she's walking through this, but also let me look at me and get real about some of me, the things I, you know, maybe have not addressed, you know, maybe right. like you said, and just kind of taking that internal look at yourself as well so mm-hmm. powerful. And I, I wish more of us would do that, you know, like, and so I love that we're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. I also love that you said, um, well, I don't love that you had this, but I love that you brought this up, the shame around the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. so big. Oh my goodness. And I know so many women listening today felt that shame probably just kind of maybe melt off a little bit as you were talking, because it's conversations like this that lets us know, oh, I'm not the only one. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So can you talk? Can you speak to that? Yeah, because a lot of my I had and I didn't even realize it was shame about it. It was more I just didn't want to address it because, well, I grew up, you know, you grew up in faith communities and I was grew up in church and you're taught these verses, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about your life. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. And so I thought, well, I'm, but I'm still feeling anxious. Like I'm still worried all the time. I'm still afraid of things. What does that mean? That means I must not have enough faith or I must not be praying the right way or enough or something's not right here or I shouldn't be struggling with this. Right? Like that's so Instead of figuring out what anxiety really was, I just didn't want to face it. I just didn't want, I'm like, no, that can't be that because I'm, I am reading my Bible. I am praying. I'm doing all the things that they said to do, but I still feel this way. And so I think the shame came in. I don't know how to get control. I don't know how to not be anxious. I don't know how to not worry. I don't know how to not be afraid. I know the Bible's telling me not to do that, but I don't know how to do that. And so as we walked through uh, my daughter's journey with anxiety, 
I learned what anxiety actually is in our body and our body's reaction to stress or danger or threat that it's perceiving and the physical symptoms. It's not just all in your head. It's not just your thinking. Like it's a, it's a literal physical reaction to what your body's perceiving as a threat to you. And that's not something to be ashamed of. That's the way we're designed to function. Like that's intentional. And the goal is not to rid ourselves of all anxiety. It's to manage it in a healthy way. So it's not interfering with our daily life or impacting it. What changed for me was when I shifted how I read those verses in the Bible, instead of from a place of condemnation of thou shalt not be anxious, you know, or you're going to, you know, I read it from a voice of compassion Mm. as God is our heavenly father who loves us so much. And I think walking with my daughter through her anxiety has helped me to, to shift how I see those verses because when she's anxious and afraid or panicking and she comes to me or when my girls were little and they came to me in the middle of the night because they had a nightmare or they were afraid of the dark or something, I didn't yell at them or get angry at them because they were afraid. No, I gathered them in my arms and said, you're safe. It's okay. I'm right here with you. There's nothing to be afraid of. That's what God's saying to us in those verses in the Bible. He's saying, listen, you're safe because I am with you and it's going to be okay. I'm right by your side. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to worry about all these things because I'm going to take care of you. And it's his gentle, kind reminder to us that I'm here and I've got you and you're okay. And I think that to me shifted everything when I read those verses from God's heart of compassion for me, that he knows I'm going to, he's not waiting to strike me down when I'm anxious or yell at me or when I'm afraid. He's waiting just to wrap me in his arms and remind me, hey, you're safe and I've got you. And he loves me and he knows we're going to be anxious. We're going to be afraid. That's why those verses are in there. It's not, it's it's a normal human experience. And so all the shame that I had about feeling anxious kind of started. And I still, if I'm honest, I struggle with it still because it's so rooted in, but I can remind myself, no, it's okay that I'm anxious, but, but. I can breathe deep and know that I can still turn my thoughts to God and that there's truth that is bigger than these feelings I'm feeling because our feelings are real, but they don't always tell us the truth. And anxiety for me can be very overwhelming and I can spiral real quick into worst case scenarios and all the deep worries, but those feelings are not always truth. And a lot of times those worst case scenarios, that's not the truth. That's not telling me the truth. So if I can shift my mind toward what is true and toward God's word and his truth, it kind of helps me then to just put things more in perspective. And my anxiety will calm down when I do that. Um, Now I don't have, like my daughter has a a diagnosed anxiety disorder and I do want to, and I know you know this well, and the the experts, which I am not an expert in the field, but um, anxiety disorder is different than your everyday anxiety. And so there is a difference there. And I want to be careful not to say, oh, if you pray breath prayers and you'll heal your anxiety disorder, that is not true at all, but it is a tool that can help manage anxiety. Absolutely. And I love so much of the things you just said. I really appreciated. I feel like so many changes fell off of women in the perspective of what you just mentioned about how you read the Bible in those verses. Because if we don't know the character of God, the Bible is a little confusing. You know, Mm -hmm. like we can read those verses and 
like you said, we feel condemnation. And so I even just wrote those two words down that you said, compassion versus condemnation. Mm -hmm. Anything that's condemning, that's not from God. You know, like we, that he is not a condemning God. He is a compassionate God. That's his character. So I love that visual illustration that you gave of just like you said, with your own kids, you know, when you're like, hey, it's okay. You don't need to be afraid. It's, that's very different than being, being like, oh, are you afraid again? Uh, You know, like, I'm so mad at Mm -hmm. you because you're afraid. Wait, no, I've never been mad at my kid because they were afraid or, you know, they weren't in trouble because they were afraid. I, my heart went out to them like, oh no, come here. Let me hug you. Let me, let Mm -hmm. me draw you in. Let me, you know, let me rub your back. Like I want to comfort them in that. Right. And that is so powerful. So I just feel like that was huge. Some people needed to hear that today. So thank you. Thank you for that. Okay. So now can you give us some, let's go a little practical now. Can you walk us through, you started to a little bit ago or gave some glimpses into it of a breath prayer. Can you do that Mm -hmm. for us? Sure. Yeah. Breath prayer is just what it says. It's a prayer you pray as you breathe. It's very simple. They're typically just two lines. Some of my breath prayers in my book are four lines. So you would inhale, exhale twice, but um, it's basically just a very simple prayer based from God's word that you pray to the rhythm of your inhales and exhales. So you're slowing your breathing, you're inhaling slowly and deeply and exhaling slowly and fully. And as you do that, you're praying to yourself these words and we repeat it over and over. Um, Not for like mantra meditation or anything like that, but more just to root it in our hearts. It's how we memorize scripture. It's how we tuck it away in our hearts. So we have it when we need it later. And that repetition as you're focusing your mind on the words helps focus your mind on Christ and on the truth. And so the deep breathing connects to our parasympathetic nervous system, which helps calm the body, helps lower the heart rate, helps that amygdala kind of calm down in your brain that's telling you fight or flight. And so by breathing deep, we can calm the physical symptoms of anxiety. And then as we add in the prayer, we're turning our thoughts to Christ. So turning away from all those worries and whatever is triggering that anxiety and putting it towards something that's true and something that we can focus on. And so as we do that, God can fill us with his peace in our soul. So we're connecting. Um, we learned from one of our daughter's psychiatrists that breathing is the bridge between the brain and the body. You know, breathing is the one thing we can, we can slow our breathing. I can't control my heart rate. I can't control my blood pressure, but I can control my breathing. And it's one thing that can literally connect to that, the vagus nerves and all the nervous system stuff. And tell our brain, Hey, we're safe. We're okay. Look how slow we're breathing. We're good. And so breathing can connect the brain to the body and prayer connects our soul to God. And so it's kind of the whole full circle of putting it all together. So deep breathing exercises alone can help so much with anxiety, but I found breath prayer connecting the spiritual side of it has just taken it to a different level for me. It kind of connects the soul piece and gives me a deeper piece because I'm connecting to the one who is our source of true peace, you know? So, so breath prayers, you inhale, and say the first line of the prayer and you exhale as you say the second line, like the prayer I prayed in the hospital, I inhaled, Lord, you're my shepherd. And I exhaled, I have all that I need. And I just repeated that, Lord, you are my shepherd. I exhaled, you ha- I have all that I need. And that's, I mean, they're so simple and it sounds so easy, but it's such a powerful little tool um, and you can pray them. You can do it for 30 seconds. You can do it for five minutes, like however long 
you want. And a lot of times the breath prayer will lead me just into even a deeper prayer with God. I'll start, you know, cause it calms my body. It helps me refocus my mind and then I can pray more to him. And so it just is so helpful. So it's very simple. Like they're really easy to learn. If you can breathe, you can pray breath prayer. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you could incorporate it. I even was just thinking, you know, starting my day this way and ending the mm-hmm. day this way, oh, you yeah. know, um, just so many simple, like you said, it is simple. That's something I, I do try to, in fact, on the coping skill series, I did some of them. I was like, guys, these are so simple. I almost feel mm-hmm. embarrassed to tell you them they're so simple, but they work, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think sometimes we do think, if it's not complicated or something, it's not going to work. I'm like, no, sometimes the Lord just gives us really simple things that do work and they're just God given ways to just calm down. And well, yeah. yeah. And the breath is great. I mean, God gave us this breath. Breath is the source of our life. I mean, that's how life began was with the breath of God and it's his breath that's filling our lungs. It's his breath that's sustaining us. And so the fact that he gave us this breath is a gift that then can help calm us when we're feeling anxious or even just like you said, begin your day that way. You don't have to be super anxious to pray breath prayer. They're great to kind of that maintenance kind of thing, like just a good rhythm to get into, to kind of keep yourself kind of in that state of reminding yourself to slow down because we get so fast paced in this world and we're moving so quickly and doing so much to slow down and breathe and take time to focus on just a simple little truth from God's word. It makes, it can make a big impact in your daily life, especially if you do it over and over more consistently daily kind of practice. Absolutely. And I love the science behind it too, because, Mm -hmm. you know, people are real big on and, and, uh, and I do believe in the power of positive thinking and changing your thoughts and all that kind of stuff. But when our nervous system is too wound up, your brain is not, you're, you're not going to do much. Like the thoughts that you're trying to change Absolutely, too. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. that's why people get frustrated when they're all, their, their nervous system is wound up and they're trying to change their thought. And they're like, I can't, like I'm, I'm hitting. And it's because, yeah, because we have to yeah. calm your nervous system down before right. your brain's ever going to accept a new way of thinking. And so mm-hmm. I start with that, like just, okay, calm my nervous system first. Right. Then we can address that thought, which is exactly what this is doing, right? Right. right? You're yeah. calming your nervous system. And then mm-hmm. with that, the, the breath prayer, whatever you're saying, it's mm-hmm. retraining your, your brain. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of how it's kind of shifted how I respond to my anxiety. So instead of, you know, when I start feeling anxious, I just, it spirals real quick, but if I can slow down and just begin to breathe and usually I'll breathe first before I even start the prayer, I'll breathe a few times because you're right. You have to get that nervous system calmed because you won't be able to shift your thinking if your nervous system, if that amygdala is firing and taking over. And so, yeah, it's, and, and it is, when I learned the science behind it, I don't know why sometimes we separate faith and science and, you know, but really they work. God gave us these bodies that work in amazing ways. And when I learned how that works, it's like, gosh, that makes so much sense, you know, and, and there is no shame in that because that's how God made our bodies to work. And so this is, you know, learning how learning about that helped me then to say, okay, I can do this and it will help calm my body. And then I can start rethinking and shifting my thoughts. You're right. Yeah. 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 I love what you said too about the faith in science. I actually personally th- get excited when, because science really is just discovering mm-hmm. what God created, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I love it though. I remember when I was in grad school and I was reading textbooks and I'm like, huh, 
you just proved like all the things about what God, you know, but it's just really cool. Yeah. You know, like yeah. even, even if they won't always admit that God was the source of it. I'm like, you know, we see it. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's finish by talking about uh, at the back of your book, you have something that's like a little, I won't make you go through all these. Maybe we can talk about just a couple, but uh, what breath prayers are and what they are not. Sure. Um, yeah. Do you want to, are there any of those that you feel like when you brought this topic up, people kind of go, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. They have questions. Any of those you want to address? Yeah, well, I did not grow up in very liturgical churches, like my faith communities. We didn't do a lot of the, the contemplative prayers or anything like that. And depending on how you, what you believe in your faith circles, there, there are, there has been a bit of pushback of, no, nah, this sounds a little too new age, a little humanistic, a little Eastern religion type thing, you know, the, the, the breathing and the meditative practices. So I just wanted, I, I took time in the book to clarify that because I don't want there to be confusion about what this practice really is. A Christian breath prayer is not the same as other meditative breathing practices that are used around the world. I mean, there are, it's true. It's all around the world in different religions, different practices have different breathing exercises and things they do or meditative practices. But a lot of those, um, if you study them, they're more about emptying the mind of all thought or reaching some kind of state of nirvana or um, the like the mantra meditation, repeating something till that word loses its meaning. Whereas Christian breath prayer we're not trying to empty our mind. We're trying to fill it with God's truth. And we're not looking inward. A lot of the other meditative practices are look inside yourself to find the answers or look inside yourself for peace. What we're doing with Christian breath prayers, we're saying, no, I'm looking outward and upward toward God, are my true source of peace, not inward. So it's a, it's a upward, not inward um, practice. It's a, filling our mind with God's truth, not emptying our mind of all thought. And, and we repeat it just to hide it in our, tuck it in our hearts. The Bible tells us to meditate on his word day and night. And so there's nothing wrong with meditation on his word, you know, but we're focused on hiding that truth in our heart. And then in those times, like that dark night when I was in the hospital and I couldn't think of anything to say or pray. And I was so, so overwhelmed the Holy Spirit brought those words that I had tucked away in my heart to my mind. And that's how he works, you know? And so these are all very rooted in scripture, very rooted in Christian tradition, centuries old practice. So it's nothing woo woo or weird or new age, really. It's, it's just taking what we know. We know breathing can calm our bodies and we know prayer connects us to God. And so it's just using that as a tool to grow our faith and help manage anxiety at the same time is a great benefit that we get from it too. So. Absolutely. And it's a free resource. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Okay. So I want to make sure that we um, leave a few minutes for you to tell them about your book because friends, this is, this really is a book. I, I, I know I bring a lot of authors on the show and everything, but this is just a book that I feel like everybody needs. First of all, it's beautiful. It'll make a beautiful coffee table, you know, book, but we want it to be more than just something you set out for display. And so I would love for you to tell them, first of all, what can they expect? Because I personally love their like 
two pages each, right? Or is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. So tell them yeah, yeah. how long each one is and what's in each sure. section. Yeah. Well, the, the very beginning of the book, there's just a few pages that kind of give the background, what breath prayers are, how they work, the science behind it, the spiritual side of it, that, and a couple of different breathing exercises. There are different breathing techniques you can do as you pray. So it kind of gives that, but the most of the book, the majority of it is these 84 different breath prayers that I wrote and each uh, breath prayers, either two or four lines. Most of them are just two lines, one inhale and one exhale. And on the other flip side of the page, it gives you um, just a breathe deep and know like a basic truth to kind of take away with each breath prayer. There's a verse that I based the breath prayer on and just a really short little not really a devotion, almost more just a reflection the my own reflection. I look back through these and I, like I said, I wrote these through some really hard months. And so, um, I, I can remember writing so many of these, just processing through these truths and what is God teaching me through this. And so it's kind of just a little reflection there. Sometimes there's questions to kind of get you thinking, kind of just to extend the the breath prayer, but really you can just read the breath prayers and go through those and pray them one a day, one a week to focus on. It can take you through, I mean, there's enough here that'll bring you through a whole bunch of days and lots of options. There are themes. Um, Some of the breath prayers are centered around peace. Some are centered around truth, prayers of truth, prayers of direction. If you're don't know what direction, what choice to make. God gives us this word that will help us through that. A lot of times that causes us anxiety, the presence of God, gratitude, even repentance, because sin can get in the way of our, you know, relationship with God too. And so um, there's all kinds of different prayers. So there's themes that throughout that you can just, you don't have to read it front to back. You can bounce around. And that's kind of the idea is that this isn't a, you have to read through it one page after the other Go to where you need. What what's your struggle today? Or what are you worrying about? Or what do you need reassurance in? And use that prayer. Pray that prayer. And so hopefully it can be a a, a tool and a help. And you'll see how easy it is to take a verse that you read and make a breath prayer out of it. So you can even pray your own prayers as you might find a, a verse that you love that is significant to you. Turn it into a prayer to God, reminding your own soul of the truth in his word. And so that's kind of my hope for this book is that it'll give you just enough tools and enough to to be able to take breath prayers and make them your own and and just turn to Christ in those times of anxiety. Yes. And I've done exactly what you just mentioned. I've a lot of times I'll just open it and be like, okay, Lord, what do I need today? Um, and then the other thing I love about this is I do feel like it is teaching people. It's kind of like somebody who maybe has never exercised or has exercised very little um, at, in the beginning that might need, you know, a personal trainer or a program to mm-hmm. follow just to tell them kind of what to do and how to get started and, you mm-hmm. know, correct form. And I also feel like that is what this is doing with people is it's helping them go, Oh, okay. Well, when I read a scripture, I could take and turn that into a breath prayer. You know, it's almost mm-hmm. like you're teaching them these steps um, as well. So like you said, then they can just start, it just becomes part of your, your being. And we don't always, we don't, have to think about it super hard as the more you do it. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Where can they get a copy of the book and also just connect with you online? Yeah. Well, the easiest place to go is breathasprayer.com. And there's a list on there of all the different um, places, retailers that are selling it really a lot of places that books are sold online. You can get it. It's in some stores. Um, But yeah, just 
yeah, you can go there. And then from there you can get, it goes to my website. So littlehousestudio.net, but breathisprayer.com is easier to remember. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Jennifer, thank you again for taking time to come on. Thank you for being obedient and writing this book and then also just sharing, you know, a bit of your personal and, and family experiences in this area. I just know so many people were encouraged by listening to you today. Oh, well, thank you so much. It is time for Let's Get Real Practical. This is the part of the show where we take the topic discussed with today's guest and we get into some practical steps you can implement into your life right now. Now, I hope you've listened to our Monday morning talk therapy episodes as we've just finished a series on coping skills. And I felt like this interview was a perfect way to end that series because breath prayer is a beautiful combination of deep breathing and meditating on truth from God's word. Now, you pair that with bilateral stimulation, like the butterfly hugs that I taught you in episode one in that coping skills series, and you have a beautiful coping skills combination that I really hope that you will apply to your everyday life. Now, I know Jennifer told us what this is, the breath is prayer, but I want you to have space to actually practice it today. So here's what I'm going to do. I flipped through her book, and I just found one of them that I honestly felt like would speak to a lot of you. Um, I know it spoke to me, and I think that Jennifer would love for me to both share the little, as she mentioned, there's a, not quite a full devotional here, but just a few words of encouragement here. And then she lists the verse that goes with that particular breath prayer. So I'm going to read that to you, and then I'm going to have you just do this on your own and kind of walk you through it so you get the idea behind this and just so you can start to do it even on your own, whether or not you have the book, though I do encourage you to get her book because it's just so Again, I said this in the interview, I'll say it again. It's a beautiful book, but it's also a very practical book. You know, I love both of those things when they're together. All right, so the title of this one is God is Close When You're Crushed. And the breathe deep and know is you do not suffer alone. Jesus is close when you are crushed. And here's the little word of encouragement from Jennifer on this particular one. God is not absent in your suffering. You do not suffer alone. In the depths of the darkness, in the deepest of struggles, at the height of suffering, God is there. He will not leave, forsake, or abandon you. You can trust him today, no matter how your heart breaks or how your spirit is crushed. He sees and hears. He knows and cares. Jesus knows what it is to suffer, to be broken and bruised, and despised and rejected. He bears our burdens on his shoulders, and he holds us tenderly in his nail-scarred hands. Is there a heartache or heartbreak that's weighing on you today? Do you feel alone and broken, longing to be rescued from your pain? Turn to Jesus. Though your spirit may be crushed, he is close, closer than your next breath. All right, so this breath prayer is based off of Psalm 34, 18, which says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. So my friend, if that's you today and you're listening and you're feeling brokenhearted or your spirit is crushed, I want you to do this breath prayer today, okay? 
Now, I don't really want to sit here and breathe deeply into your ear. I feel like that might be a little creepy for you. But I'm going to say the word inhale, and I'm going to tell you what to say as you inhale. And then I'll say the word exhale, and I'm going to say have you say that, okay? So just uh, when you hear that cue of inhale, know that this is what you're going to be saying as you inhale. And then as you exhale, I'm going to give you something to say as well, okay? So inhale and say, you are close to the brokenhearted. Exhale, you rescue crushed spirits. I'm going to do that a few more times with you, okay? Inhale, you are close to the brokenhearted. Exhale, you rescue crushed spirits. One more time, and then I'm going to do it with you. Inhale, you are close to the brokenhearted. Exhale, you rescue crushed spirits. So I'm going to do that with you. I'm going to do my best to not have you breathe in your ear here, but let's just do it together, okay? You are close to the brokenhearted. You rescue crushed spirits. Okay, I'm only going to do that one once with you, so you don't have to hear me breathing like that. But I want to encourage you, repeat this as many times as you need to today. Again, that inhale is you are close to the brokenhearted. And then as you exhale, you rescue crushed spirits. So do you see how beautifully she did that? She, you know, that comes from Psalm 34, 18. And so you're literally saying the word of God as you deep breathe and as you pray. Isn't that, as a form of prayer, isn't that cool? Really, really powerful. So practice that. Of course, you can use this one, but if that verse didn't necessarily resonate with you today, what verse is resonating with you today? What word, what's your manna for today that you're standing on? Turn that into a breath prayer, all right? All right, well, let me pray over us and then we'll get going. So Father, I just thank you for every single person who's sitting under the sound of my voice. I thank you that you're the one who gave us the breath in our body, that we're able to not only breathe and have life, we're able to speak. And I just thank you for that gift of life and breath, Lord. I pray that you help us all to learn how to just implement this practice into our lives. May it be something that's simple. May it be something that grounds us, draws us closer to you, and helps us to cast our cares and our worries upon you. We love you, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, as always, if you want any more information about all the things, you can always head to my website, rachelgilbert.com. We do have a tab there now all about my book that we'll be releasing in March. Um, So go check it out. There's lots of information for you there in case you have not stayed in the loop on all the things book related coming your way. Uh, Well, my friend, I pray this Real Talk episode brought you one step closer to living free and pursuing your God-given dreams. I'll see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.